Nick Hudson is the founder of the Push-Up Challenge. Nick is a great bloke who set up this organisation only a few years ago and has grown it from being a handful of mates to 50 to 50,000. And this year, I think they're going to be cracking 100,000 members doing the Push-Up Challenge. While they're isolated in their houses, they can be joined together talking about mental health and uh, building awareness around mental health because you know right now we're going through the COVID crisis and it's mental health awareness month and it's crucial that we start these conversations in our community about mental health enjoy the podcast this is nick hudson so nick hudson thank you for joining us on the iron yarn podcast it's great Lucky to have you here it's my pleasure to be here mate thanks for having me on it's great. So what we like doing to start off the podcast is actually um, hear a bit of a favourite quote of yours. Do you mind sharing it with us? Or oh, quote, a favourite quote of mine. I'll tell you one that, um, one that resonates well with me is um, everyone has time. It's how you choose to use that time, which is important. Uh, have you heard that one before? I have. And I um, was it Theodore Roosevelt or it was one of the founding, fa- oh, not Roosevelt, but one of the founding fathers says um, it's quite a stoic kind of mentality. And I think I was studying one of the, was it Washington or something like that? And they were saying something very similar along the lines, like we've all got the same number of hours in the day and it's up to those who wish to actually choose it for a service or not. That's and, right. Um, it's some. It's it's you know. It's a telling tale of time. Like everyone has always had that same amount of time on this planet. Some people ended shorter periods, but every day, you know, those people who've done amazing things in this planet haven't had more time than you. That's it. So, yeah, yeah. We've all got some amount of time. So this is how we use it. It's uh, it's really important, particularly at the moment. It's interesting to see uh, like these days how people are using their time. It's really shifted. I think, um, particularly you know, what's happening out there at the moment. Totally. Well, on that tone, have you felt um, how's your time allocation, things going, routine, things like that? Fill me in. Like, obviously, oh, we're mate, a few weeks into lockdown. I've got to tell you, my, my routine is a very unusual one at the moment. So um, not only am I working at home for uh, my day job, um, but I'm also obviously uh, heavily focused on the push-up challenge. And the day just blurs from um, the moment I wake up it's it's literally get the laptop out, begin work um, through till um, when I'm whenever I'm exhausted uh, and, and I need to sleep. So routine is is out the window uh, for me at the moment. I try and get uh, some exercise in there during the day and try and catch up some people to keep uh, keep uh, control of my mental health. But uh, my routine has definitely changed over the last few weeks. I got to tell you. Are you still getting a few cheeky push-ups in in the mornings? <laughs> yeah, try and throw in a, a few cheeky push-ups. Got to got to stick with the brand. Um, <laughs> got to got to get myself. I'm worried. I'm worried. Lucky that um, I'm going to go. I'm worried about um, your podcast and potentially others. They're going to you know, challenge me to some push-ups, and I'm not going to be able to keep up with the host. So please, please don't uh, challenge me to any push-ups. You'll probably kick my ass. Don't worry, mate. I, I know that you're already working hard enough, so I wouldn't put an extra strain in you that way. <laughs> much, much appreciated. Much so appreciated. I guess um, I'd love just a lot of people just so curious around the push-up challenge. Like it is an amazing initiative that you've set up. And I remember the first time I heard of it, I was like, this just is a no-brainer. What an amazing way to start a fantastic conversation with your mates. It's something you can, you're can you united to do every day. But can you, like, wind the clock back? Where were you when you thought up this would be a cool idea to set up? Yeah, well, it's, it's gone through. Um, it's a great question. If you, you rewind uh, a few years um, to myself and, and a bunch of mates uh, doing, doing a number of push-ups, 
um, it, it was winter uh, a number of years ago and um, we're like, oh, how do we get our beach bods ready? Uh, how do I get our beach bods on for summer? And we thought, oh, well, let's do a, let's do a lot of push-ups. And, uh, and so we, we challenged ourselves to do you know, a few thousand push-ups in a month. Uh, we nailed it. And, um, and our mates, of course, saw us doing this and they're like, oh, what are you doing? And, uh, and then they got on board and, and uh, it grew from there. So uh, year one, we had um, four people uh, involved. Uh, year two, we had um, uh, a thousand people involved. And, what uh, year was this? What year was the first so year? Year one was um, in this format. So it's 2017. So 2017, we had four. 2018, we had a thousand. And last year, 2019, we had 50,000 people involved so it's just it just went it just went nuts um it went well i hate to use this term viral you could say it went viral which i hate <laughs> using that term it's probably inappropriate to use it this time um so it, it, it went nuts um and and yeah and we're obviously extremely glad that it did and um yeah and we think that it went nuts for a good reason so whilst we started it for to get fit um, I've always, or for a long time now, I've been involved in sort of the mental health space uh, of my community, uh, which is why I Yarn uh, resonates so well with me. Um, I've been involved in the mental health space for, for a while now, and I was wanting to do something more in that space. And after seeing the interests of, of my mates uh, um, back in year one, like, all right, how can we, how can we give this sort of a mental health sort of feel about it? How can we uh, get mental health involved in this. And that's when the challenge sort of morphed into uh, where we have it today. So today or this year, um, the number of push-ups that we do in three weeks reflects the number of people who took their own lives in Australia last year. Uh, so this year we're doing 3,046 push-ups. And people say to me, people contact us, they message, they message me and they say, Nick, 3,000 push-ups. 3,046 push-ups, that's, that's a lot. And to that I say, yeah, it is. It's a lot of suicides, uh, too many. So if you think 3,000 push-ups is a lot and it's painful, think about the pain uh, that someone's going through to, um, to push them towards um, you know, that moment in their life. So we, we're, we're sad that number being so high. It is unfortunate that's high, but that's part of it. You feel that pain. You really want to know that you know we're doing it for for a good reason. Mm. So over the um, so that's sort of how the events evolved uh, over the last few years. Again, we're, we're super proud of, of, um, of what we've achieved so far. Last year, um, yeah, as I said, we had about fifty thousand people taking part. Um, combined, I think it was something like fifty-five million push-ups uh, banked through 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 the app through the event. Which uh, Lockie is 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 two per Australian, about two per Australian. So I like to think of it as if we've improved the the physical health of, of Australia by by two <laughs> two push-ups per person. I'm not sure if we can we can do it like that, but that's that's how I like to think of it. Well, to tell you the truth, I think there's a lot of people in my group, particularly, who aren't like mad keen fitness guys and girls who wouldn't be doing many push-ups. And next minute, they'll they'll part of a group, and it got everyone to do it. And it wasn't, and one of the big things I want to acknowledge as well that I think is really makes the whole challenge so sticky is these fantastic messages you send every day. Um, I think that just adds so much context. It's not like, a, oh, cool, I'm going to do 
30,000 over 30,000 push-ups in the in the month it's actually you're bringing everyone along that journey and that's why I see there's so many fantastic outcomes out of the push-up challenge both on a you know directly through the individuals involved but um oh and really the funds you raise or yet to talk about but also on the individual level their awareness around mental health and the role that one person can play with that um, uh... I'm, I'm really glad um, you've brought this up. So, yeah, whilst there's that sort of gross target, of, that, that massive target of, um, yeah. of 3,000 that we're working towards, every day the number of push-ups um, varies uh, to reflect a, a, a vital mental health statistic. Uh, so, for instance, one day we might be doing 150 push-ups because that's how many minutes of exercise is recommended per week. Uh, another day we might do uh, 45 the target might be 45 because um, 45% of people will suffer a mental health illness in their lifetime. So, so we think the messaging there is very strong. Um, and then people think about, well, hang on a sec, why am I doing, what's, what's today's target? It's 150. Why is it 150? Because, because of this. So we're, over, the, over the challenge, we're hoping people learn about mental health and sharing those messages as well. So through social media, a lot of people uh, shared the messages uh, online through you know, Facebook and Instagram and whatnot. Uh, which really helped get the message out there around, you know, some of the core things we focus on, diet, exercise, sleep, connecting with others, these things that are, that are so important for us to maintain our, our mental health. So we think the event is great in, yeah, sure, um, you know, staying fit and, and having something fun to do, but in terms of educating uh, not only participants, but the friends of the participants as well through the mechanisms I just mentioned, uh, we think it, yeah, it, it's effective on, on many levels. And then I guess there is that, that impact there, but then also on the other side, people are raising money, not just a little bit of money, like you raise a lot of money. We, we did. So um, last year, the, the Australian public rose up and, uh, and, and helped us out. It was amazing. So last year, so 2019, we raised uh, around $2.5 million, um, which went to Headspace. Uh, the National Youth Mental Health Association. So Headspace support uh, Headspace support 12 to 25-year-olds uh, and they have centres all over Australia. So they've got about 118 centres all over Australia where they support um, the youth of this country. So um, fundraising was a massive success last year. Uh, I've got to be honest with you, though, it's, it's not the main reason we do it. Um, the main reason we do it is uh, people to you know, get fit, have fun, uh, learn about mental health and, and stay connected with others, which is particularly important at the moment. Mm. Um, but fundraising is a nice sort of is a nice to have as part of it. So uh, whilst we encourage people to take part, we'd like as many people taking part as possible. If people choose not to fundraise, we are a hundred percent okay with that. In fact, the vast majority of people did not fundraise. Participants did not fundraise last year. We are very comfortable that the event's free to take part in, which we're very proud of. Um, and again, we don't want to put pressure on. But we understand some people, fundraising is not their jam. You get it. It's not yeah. their thing. So don't worry about fundraising. Just participate, learn something about mental health and, and you know, maybe have a chat with someone about mental health. Um, we get it. Love it. I love it. And I certainly did find that. And, you know, for me, yes, being a part of it, we set up a WhatsApp group. And so what, that WhatsApp group still been active the last 12 months since oh, the last event. So everyone's still communicating. <laughs> and, you know, when you see each other out, it's kind of like an interesting, 
you know, oh yeah, remember that, and yeah, that was yeah, interesting, yeah. and it just comes up in so many different ways. It really do. So um, one of the things that I think a lot of people are interested in, because there's a lot of non for profits. I've been in non for profits in the in the past, and one of the challenging things is like that administrative kind of, you know, when organisations do grow from four people to a thousand, then all of a sudden fifty thousand people, you're supporting yeah. these campaigns. Yeah. The overheads can be a bit of a you know, and then all of a sudden oh, that $2.5 million turns to $500,000 going to the, the charity at the end of the day. So w- tell me about the governance of the, the organisation and things like that. Yeah, sure thing. So I've got to start off by saying if, um, if someone had told me uh, before I started on this journey uh, just how hard <laughs> it was going to be, I may not have gone ahead with it. Chances are I would not have gone ahead with it. It'd be easy to, for someone who's outside of it to think, oh. Nick, Nick, do you mind just saying that again? It just the internet cut out and you're just about to say, and I'll record it and cut it back. But you're saying if someone had told you to do the uh, to do this, you probably wouldn't have? Look, um, I, I think okay. we cut. <laughs> I just I saw you clap so then I can see the audio. Yeah, you go oh, now. I think we cut out there for a second. Um, yeah, if, if someone had told me how hard it was going to be to run this event, I probably would not have gone ahead with it. Oh, I had no idea of the complexities involved. And from someone from the outside, you'd say, well, you know, how, how hard is it to run an event like that? Well, there, there's many different aspects. Um, so you can imagine um, the marketing of the, of the event is actually a big one. Uh, whilst people are interested in it and share it with their friends and that's how we get people involved and all that, um, which we really appreciate, there's also a significant cost associated with, with marketing and getting it out there. And the running of it is not cheap. Like, so we've got a website. Website is, is specifically for us, built by us. Um, it's, it's not your standard sort of uh, website you can get off the shelf. It's, it's, it's tailored for us. You've got the app, which you know, tracks your push-ups, your bank push-ups in there and all that. And then there's the customer service side of things as well, where we've got a um, small team of people across Australia who are, who are ready to respond to our participants' requests. And don't even get me started on um, on some of the other costs involved, like like insurance and legal and all that. Um, there's there's definitely costs in there which we have to pay. So in terms of scaling up, um, it's it's been a learning experience for, for myself and, and for the team. Um, constantly going, all right, what what happens if you know we reach this this next level? What happens if, if this happens? And and we're constantly evolving to suit. Yeah. Fantastic. So, do you have a like a governance structure? Is it non registered non for profit, and then the purpose is to fundraise for organisations who are doing work of purpose? Or yeah, sure thing. So, we're we're a social enterprise. Um, we support charities. So, this year we've chosen to support Headspace. Um, and we love what they do, uh, which is yeah why we're supporting them. But the push up challenge itself is a social enterprise. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay, cool. So going so we've gone through why you set it up, um, you know, why there's the numbers, the fundraising outcomes. What has kind of been one of the and you've gone through how challenging you're setting up a non for profit is, but how for you personally, your time invested into this, how have you personally changed as a person having gone down this journey? Well it's it's been it's been huge. So um so the first couple of years um went quite well um at the in the back of the second year after after we got a thousand people on board um i was quite stoked with that and i was like oh i wonder how big we can make this um but, I, I, but if someone 
if someone said, oh, look, you're going to have 50,000 people next year, oh, I wouldn't have believed them. Um, there was sort of a, a moment for me after the, shortly after the, the event where we had 1,000 people, um, I was told that, um, uh, so in the months after that, I was told that I was going to need some, um, some life-saving um, open-heart surgery. Um, and leading into that, um, I had a bit of a, you know, a moment in life where um, leading to that surgery, you know, sort of questioned my priorities, my lifestyle and the rest of it. Um, had the surgery, the surgery went well. Uh, and then coming out of the surgery, um, the similar thing, I was bed bound for a long time. Um, uh, was, was time rich for the first time uh, in as long as I can remember um, and had time to, to think about how I want to spend my time in life and had time to work on, on that. So uh, during my recovery, I was stripped of the things I liked. I was stripped. I could, couldn't exercise. Um, I couldn't spend time with, with my mates um, and I couldn't be as involved in the community. Uh, so there from my bed uh, with my trusty laptop, uh, I decided to really ramp up um, the push-up challenge and put a lot more time into it. So I guess I was a bit fortunate to, to have um, to have sort of not life's normal distractions put aside. Of course, there's massive distraction in here playing up. Um, uh, but then I was able to focus a bit more on push-up challenge. So, so from that, I realised, you know, I, I can see, you know, my role uh, in society, that, that sounds like, it sounds weird, but my, what I want to do uh, to shift a bit and then I shifted um, some of my priorities in terms of um, my day job. Um, so I've now gone um, part-time at my normal job to uh, allow me more time to focus on my own mental health, my own physical health, um, and also the push-up challenge. Uh, which has been a big shift in lifestyle for me. Mm. Well, mate, just a big thank you for for doing that because a lot of people are a lot better for it. Oh, um, so, with um, with that in mind, like you've then you're pretty well prepared for this COVID. Then <laughs> sounds like this is the first time you haven't been able to exercise, been pulled away from a few things, that normal way of living, that inconvenience. Uh, you're talking about Corona, like that whole yeah, that whole yeah, year. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you can say I'm a little bit uh, trained in this. This social isolation thing, though, it it sucks, doesn't it? It, it absolutely sucks. Yeah. Trying to, stay, trying to stay connected to people right now is, is challenging. Yeah. So um, I think with that, we might, you know, how are you? What are you kind of some things that you're doing to stay connected with people? Because it's a big part of mental health, staying connected. Staying connected, yeah. Staying connected with people and, and you know, with nature is, is is very important for um for mental health. I guess, um, well, I guess it's no secret that, that shares in Zoom uh, are probably going up <laughs> right now as people are uh, embarking more um, online stuff. I read an article the other day that uh, Zuckerberg was saying um, that their peak time for, for the use of, of, of um, Facebook and, and Instagram and, and WhatsApp, all owned by Facebook, of course, is usually on New Year's Eve. And right now, every day is exceeding the numbers they see on, on New Year's Eve. So. I guess everyone is, is leaning towards these, um, these online platforms, which makes sense. I know I've been doing a lot of that or, or as well. Zoom is getting a workout uh, from me um, and I'm sure all the other platforms. So what, am I, what I'm doing, I'm using Zoom a lot to, to connect with people um, professionally, but also you know, with, with friends. Um, a lot of other online, there's quite a few games 
um, that, that are popping up as well. And a few more apps that are popping up, uh, which are quite popular, um, which, which I'm getting on. But also, um, you know, trying to exercise that little bit more. I'm really hoping that they don't put on like the next level of thing where you can't leave your house too much. That, that, that's really going to suck. Um, yeah. I'm also, uh, with this extra time though, I've got to say, without, you know, without going out to cafes or, or restaurants and all that as much, it's, it, it's giving me more time. I think it's giving us all like, a lot more time to think about how we're going to spend our time. So I'm, you know, I'm doing more cooking. Uh, my house is, is never been cleaner. You can ignore the, the, the stack of stuff on the, on the shelves back there. My house has never been more organised and the garden's looking a lot better. So I guess it's worked well on that front. Yeah, right. It's, it, you raise an interesting point, like, you know, when you had post-surgery and then now as well, it's like that time to reflect. And, you know, obviously the surgery created, it was very painful. I can't imagine what it was like, but actually created, allowed you space to actually do something hugely impactful. So I think that's what, you know, a lot of the conversation I've been having recently, people go beyond, um, the, you know, the now. Oh, not necessarily the now, but um, being present at the moment, but getting beyond this short-term pain that everyone's going to be in, social isolation, getting homebound, not being able to go outdoors and all these different things, actually seeing that, you know, the, the other side of that, which is potentially more time to work on a craft, um, the old project you've been working on and things like that. And I, I think it's, it's actually quite awesome to hear that really the time where you really knuckled down and was able to make that big jump with the push-up challenge was in that time that you gave yourself. So I think people get a lot out of that. So thanks for yeah. sharing. Uh, um, my pleasure. So I think it's, it's easy to, to look at our current situation with Corona and, and, you know, and it's easy to let it get you down. It may stop a lot of us from doing what, you know, we normally do. Maybe that needs to be challenged. Maybe we need to sit back just for a second uh, or maybe just for a couple of months or however long it's going to last and think about that and think about some other things that, you know, we could be doing with our time, um, such as, you know, um, working ourselves, um, learning, uh, taking the craft, you know, cooking more, all that sort of stuff. So I think, which are all healthy things. Um, yeah. So whilst it might be a bit hard to connect with people and maybe uh, connecting with the environment a little bit, uh, a little bit harder as well. I think there's a, an opportunity here too. So I guess um, with that, at the, this phase of the, of the podcast, we kind of talk about the iron and your personal iron. So before we had this call, you completed a bit of a, a generic iron that I've sent through to you, the eight areas of life. Uh, but also you attended the event in Northcott that we did the, for the World uh, Suicide Prevention Day down at Northcott Surf Club. Well, I'd love to hear your thoughts and how that went. Well, uh, first of all, Lockie, uh, I'm a big fan of the iron app. Um, I think it's fantastic. I can see massive potential. It's simple and effective. And you know, what else could you ask for with something like this? So, it, um, so when I went to the, that, that, the, the opening ceremony, is that the best way to describe it? The opening yeah. ceremony? For, <laughs> the opening ceremony. Uh, North well, we did, have, we did have a welcome to country and a fair bit of Yes. Back. No, it was, it was beautiful. The whole thing was, yeah. was, was beautiful and, and I really enjoyed being there. And the vibe in the room, was uh, or, you know, largely a testament to, to your vibe, sir. But uh, it, was, it was just so it was so warm and welcoming, and uh, I like to think that the app sort of embodies that. It, it, it sort of encourages people to be open uh, about where they are in life, mm. uh, and, and to trust um, their local community on the app around that. So yeah, I really enjoyed that experience. I'm enjoying the app. Uh, whenever I use it, it it's um, a bit like coronavirus. It makes me, in a good way, in a good way, <laughs> it, make me, it makes me uh, 
makes me sit there. <laughs> it makes me really ill. <laughs> it makes me. Uh, it makes me sit back and and reflect. And it's asking these very, um, you know, important questions that we should be asking ourselves regularly around you know the, the dimensions that that are within there. So. Uh, I am in, I am enjoying using it for that reason. I really like that. I never thought it'd be compared to uh, Corona, <laughs> but you know what? You Probably. managed to you managed to cover it up then well. <laughs> Probably don't use that in your promotional strategies. <laughs> for the, uh, for the, uh, but uh, yeah. So I guess with that, like I see, um, you know, we've got uh, this generic eight areas of life will that I got off a, uh, off a conference I went to. They spoke about family, learning, love, work, friendship, wealth, and charity. They were the eight areas that they like talking about. Um, as being like a well-balanced life. And, you know, it, the idea of I am, it's okay that some things are really good and then some things aren't as good because it's like gives you that perspective. If one area in your life isn't as strong, like, for example, some people going around and um, as a result of uh, coronavirus may have lost their job, which is a, it's a real story. So financially things may be weaker, but they may, you know, they're connected to family. They've got more time to maybe contribute to their community down the garden or whatever it is. So other areas that so you get that perspective so it builds resilience. So for yourself, how do you, I feel like obviously you wouldn't be where you're at if you weren't quite a reflective person to be able to do these different things. What do, you, do you have like a bit of a process of reflection and journaling that you do that helps you kind of make the most of your time? Process, a process. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you what, on, on the wall, um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure this is what, the, what, what, what my formula is here. What I do have up on the wall, uh, very prominent, is um, are my goals. So I walk past this particular uh, part of my house, however many times a day, and it's got up there some very big, you know, things to to allow me to stay focused. Um, but if your question's more around how do I manage my time to to keep myself healthy and, and on the right track, keep, that- keep balance. Keep balance across those things. Okay, so um, no, I'm, I, I'd say I'm not great at it. I, I'd say um, in, in terms of no, I, I'm, I, I get I, I get tunnel vision, lucky. I, I see something that I want and I go for it and I put a lot of my energy into that. And as a result, my balance um, can slip. Well, totally. by definition, if you're extremely fe- uh, focused on, on one thing, then the balance will slip. So um, having an app like uh, iYarn um, allows you to, to consider that and, and completing, um, completing it um, this morning, um, I was able to, uh, you know, as casually happens when, when I use it, it's like, oh, my God, right, yes, okay. I've completed <laughs> I've completely neglected that. Well, I've significantly neglected that aspect of my life, uh, which, you know, if I'd sat back and thought about it, had it would I have come up with that? Maybe. But this, this, the, the way the app sort of displays it um, makes it very clear that, you know, I'm not, I'm not so strong in there at the moment. So, I really uh, appreciate you sharing that totally. Yeah, no, no, not like it, it's not comfortable. And I, I guess that's the reason why I set up. I'm not saying I'm any indifferent. And I think a lot of people who are ambitious, they want to, you know, have an impact, um, you know, and they're around today. They want to contribute and you do get that. And I think, you know, a lot of us are inclined to have that tunnel vision, have the blinkers on, focus on that and you will get the outcome. The yeah. other day we had uh, four-time Olympian Dan Collins, dual medalist and his whole what he was all talking about you got the blinkers on 
Because yeah. if you don't have full focus, you're not going to win. It's done. Yeah. But then he goes, he talks to every now and then, you've got to stop and actually get let your blinkers up. Assess your situation. Become aware where you're at. Because if you're like that all the time, all of a sudden you're not actually connected with where, how everyone else is, is tuning into that. So yeah. you may have the best product ever for the push-up challenge, but you've yeah. only got your mum, your sister and your mate who's doing the program, you're missing all these bigger part of the community. Mm. And obviously you've been able to testament to that, getting 50,000 people joining you. I bet it's going to be bigger this year. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a really, I think it's important for people to realise that because some people go, oh, you know, it's life, it's balance, I hear there. But the reality is, you know, we lose balance often. Often, that's right. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to admit, I'm not great at it. <laughs> I'm not great at that balance. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I think about people closer to me that that um, somewhat agree with that. So I think before we, before we wrap it up, I'd love to kind of get a oh. couple of, um, you know, we, we spoke earlier that you pulled it a month earlier, the push-up challenge. Yes. So the push-up challenge now begins on the 11th of May, uh, which is five weeks from, t- from uh, when we're recording this, uh, this podcast. Um, yeah, very exciting. It was due to, to take part in... Uh, in June, uh, which has been the plan for almost a year now. And then a week ago, we're like, hang on a sec. We're, we're getting all these messages. We're getting all this interest from, from uh, all these people saying, oh, you know, what can you do to keep us busy until then? And oh, can you bring it forward? And we're like, oh, too hard. It's too much to organise. And finally, we cracked. Finally, we're like, all right, let's bring it forward um, to, to have, it in, have it in May which was not an easy decision and uh, it, it in effect changed a 10-week um, sort of program into six weeks and you now a week of that's gone into five. So we've had to significantly um, you know, reshuffle our whole plan and, and, and reconsider everything. So last week has just been madness and I suspect the next five weeks is not going to be any different, which well, to be honest with you, it's probably not going to be great for my mental health. Um, but uh, I think you know, the net value to, to the Australian community uh, should be good. So, yeah, we're now kicking off on the 11th, 11th of May is day one. So what can people do, um, you know, in this five-week lead-up to support, you know, to kind of support the, what you're doing? Sure thing. Get involved. Uh, so register, of course. Uh, put, your, put your name down. Zero cost to register. Uh, as part of that, uh, we're going to have some resources online uh, that, that people can use to, you know, um, to get fit and stay well and, and, and all that sort of stuff. So some free stuff available there. Uh, and if they're keen, again, not everyone's jam, uh, put the word out there. Uh, get some others involved. Get your mates involved. You like your workplace, your local sporting club, maybe your family. Um, get others involved. Uh, zero cost and, and it's a bit of fun. If you want to fundraise, go for it. But again, it's, it's not absolutely required. So we respect that. Totally. Are there anything um, bit different this year um, that everyone can really look forward to? The always a formula. It's a successful formula. It's working. It, there's um, yes, yeah, so we've we've made things a lot better online. The online experience should be very different this year. Obviously, the number of push-ups we're challenging this year is different, which is um, slightly better on the previous year, but still a long way to go. Um, now, if you want to, if you do want to fundraise, you can support your local Headspace centre, so you can fundraise directly. Uh, for your local Headspace Centre. With 118 around Australia, there's probably one uh, sort of close to you. 
um, or close to the participants. So, um, so that's new this year as well. What was and just um, what were some of the really uh, innovative fundraising programs you heard of of last year that could give people some inspiration outside the norm of just you know putting their hat around and giving some money? Yeah, so uh, great question. We had um, people you know making up their own sort of mini challenges around the events um, and people posting uh, pictures of themselves online with the hashtag unique push up uh, to try and engage people uh, around around the event. So we had people doing push-ups in all sorts of locations. Uh, last year, um, we had people doing push-ups in groups, um, which probably won't be, as, <laughs> won't be as common this year, unless, of course, it's with your, what's the current ruling, family or, or housemates. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so unique push-up is a good one. People you know, doing push-ups in all sorts of uh, weird, but, of course, safe uh, locations, uh, taking a photo of that and, and posting on their socials. Fantastic. Well, Nick, it's been an absolute pre- pleasure to have you on board. And whereabouts can people find you? Sure thing. So just Google uh, the push-up challenge um, if you're if you're after uh, the event uh, to find me. You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, but yeah, Google the push-up challenge uh, and it should come up. If not, pushupchallenge.com.au. Fantastic. Thanks again, mate. Catch you later. My pleasure. Cheers, Lockie. See you, mate. There you have it, Nick Hudson sharing his story around how he founded the Push-Up Challenge. If you want to follow the Push-Up Challenge, you heard the links there uh, and also on the show notes below and on the Iron Yarn blog. Look forward to getting you in to the next podcast that will be up live on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Please follow us, subscribe if you can. It would help us with the numbers and uh, catch you again soon.